my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 356 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. And as you heard there, uh, the Stride Pro Wrestling commercial, of course, Stride Pro Wrestling, uh, a big show at the ballpark that we talked about uh, last week. Of course, uh, we just recently had a show called Aftermath out at the Stride Pro Wrestling building. That show will drop on YouTube later this week, so be sure to check that out. And then we've got shows coming up October 2nd, 9th, and 16th. So it is a busy time in Stride Pro Wrestling, but we're not here to talk about Stride. No, no, no. It is Movie Mania, and it is returning after a bit of a hiatus. Let's take a listen to the film we're going to be talking about. Oh, there they are. Ladies and gentlemen, the bride and groom to be Emily and Marcus! What the hell is that? You son of a bitch! You said we were best friends! What are you two doing here? <laughs> Excuse me, this is a private event. Oh, it's cool. We know the bride and groom. We met these two animals down in Mexico. Why does the salt not taste salty? Oh, because it's cocaine. What? I don't do drugs. Even on vacation? Okay, look, we just got to contain it. Happened because you said see you later. I said it without meaning it like any decent person would. <laughs> and somehow he's charming my dad. Look, you're comfortable in a foursome. Oh, well, there's at least one girl involved. Everywhere they go, chaos happens. This weekend is all about you. Well, I like the sound of that. We do too. Jesus. Good evening, everyone. What is he doing up there? Marcus and I crossed paths in Mexico. Get to know each other intimately. This is the best wedding I've ever been to. And as always, a part of Movie Mania is my buddy Chad Smart from the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network and uh, one of the early developers here helping, uh, actually, it was conversations that we would have uh, with our buddy Travis Yates that kind of started the seeds of getting my one, two, three cents started. So Chad, 
thanks for the support through the years. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to have uh, be seeing uh, not seeing eye to eye on this particular episode of uh, I almost said wonder why uh, of the uh, Movie Mania podcast. Well, I, I wonder why we're going to be talking about this film. And <laughs> I wish we could be talking about Stride Pro Wrestling because even though I have not been to a show for Stride in, in quite some time and I, I have not seen or, or know what's going on other than the bits and pieces you tell me, I, I feel like I would have a better discussion about that than vacation friends. Okay, well... It's going to be a cloudy, it's going to be a cloudy day. Let's just... Oh, uh, God. Those that, those that know, know. Those that don't, well, <laughs> just be prepared. Be prepared, be prepared. Well, you know, I guess, and it's been a while since we've done a movie mania, so uh, I'm going to try to keep it on the tracks here, but if, if we veer off, Chad, steer me in the right direction. Uh, move, or I'm sorry, uh, Vacation Friends, of course, the reason we're talking about this on a wrestling podcast is because it stars uh, WWE superstar John Cena, future Hall of Famer. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, beyond John Cena, Chad, I didn't recognize anyone else uh, as as the cast of this film. So what do you know about uh, the other actors and actresses that were a part of this film? Well, you didn't recognize Lil Well, Lil Well, Lil Rel Howery. No. Wow, I'm not ever going to pronounce his name again <laughs> on the show because uh, I'm going to butcher it each time. He, uh, I think he, he I, I believe he's a stand-up comedian. Could be wrong yeah. about that, but I know he gained first notoriety by being the best friend in the. Um, I'm trying to think. It's uh, Jordan Peele. I, I knew Keegan Michael Key's oh, name. Yeah. I couldn't think of Jordan Peele in Jordan Peele's movie Get Out. Okay, I haven't seen that, but yeah. And then he had his own Fox. TV sitcom for one season, and uh, that's that's all I know about him. But yeah, the other cast members, I, I'm gonna look them up real quick. I don't think I there wasn't anybody there. There was one guy, I think one of the brother-in-laws of of Rel's character that I uh, sounded he sounded familiar, but I couldn't uh, place him. And when I looked, looked him up, he didn't have anything that I recognized, but. Uh, the yeah, mother I, I did recognize the mother uh, Marcus's mother uh, Anna Marie uh, Horsford from the 80s sitcom Amen she played uh, Sherman Hem- oh, yeah. Hemsley's daughter on that show that was the only other character that I recognized but uh, you know I, and that's not to disparage or say you know I recognize some of the faces but I would not have been able to put a name with them you know Lil Rel as right. for example I had seen him around but I couldn't I wouldn't have been able to tell you who he was. Yeah, and I don't... I mean, I'm looking now quickly just seeing what else everyone is in. And, because you know, there's... This is probably going to sound really bad. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway, just so that, you know what, maybe we can get canceled and at least that would give us some traction on social media. But I... I don't know if I've talked about it on this show before. I know I've told you off air. Over the last year, by being at home, I've started this project of going through the top 100 films from each year, from 1980 to 2019, and trying to watch all the ones that I hadn't already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, tells you how much time and how much of a life I need to get. Um, but one of the things is I started watching a lot of the Tyler Perry movies. Oh, yeah. And I, first off, have to be... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm surprised at how well, how much I'm enjoying the movies because 
even the Medea ones, I actually find them funny. So you can, you know, judge me however you, you want on that. But there are a lot of actors and actresses in those films where I'm like, I've seen them in more places in other films, but I don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, I, 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 cause I guess they're more, I would say they are more actors than, um, superstars. If you want to yeah. use, you know, wrestling terminology, yeah, you sure. know, they're not, it's not like a Samuel L. Jackson or a Tom Cruise or, a, you know, a name performer that right. you just get the same performance every time you see them. It's, they actually do, um, embody the character that they're playing so they um other than janet jackson i, I did spot her in one of the the last tyler Perry movie that i watched um because it's janet jackson so. right and whoopi goldberg she was in there too anyway I'm, I'm getting off track because i'm going to try to distract from talking about vacation friends as much as possible so well uh, and as we do talk about this movie i don't want to get too much in terms of spoilers because it is a relatively new film released on Hulu. Was this in, this wasn't in theaters, was it? I'll be honest. I, since the pandemic, I am disconnected from what is happening in theaters versus what is just being released on streaming services. So was, was vacation friends out in theaters at all? No. And it's a, you know, this is, I think an interesting, uh, film i guess to talk about the release because it's a 20th century fox or 20th or fox 20th fox productions now whatever however disney has rebranded the fox division um that's why i went up on hulu because disney owns the majority stock of hulu Mm. and this is not a movie that they could put up on uh um disney plus on disney plus and um so so putting it on hulu is one of the things um that is their other option that they have to release a film. And I'm guessing because Disney, uh, just, um, what am I trying to say here? Because theaters are shut down and I don't think vacation friends would have probably been a high grossing film in the current market. They just said, Hey, let's send this to, let's send this to, to streaming and see what happens. And I, I believe it was one of Hulu's, biggest films if i am either remembering correctly or making up things to make it sound even pop more bigger more popular than it is <laughs> well I, I will tell you that you know this is this is only the second john cena film that i've watched and the other one was the marine that we reviewed here as well so okay. let's kind of get into that let's talk i want to talk about john cena the actor because uh-huh. i think a lot of people you know, we've talked about this before, I think even in the No Holds Barred episode, you know, Hulk Hogan really, you know, got noticed, I think, from his brief performance in Rocky Three, And that's kind of what put him on the radar, I think, for Vince McMahon to bring him into the WWF. And Well, yeah, because you, you know, the, the tidbit of that that I didn't know until a couple of years ago is I think Hogan had worked for Vince McMahon Sr., mm-hmm. And Vince Senior fired him because he did Rocky Three, right? And then it was Vince Kennedy, not actually a junior, who saw the potential of you know marketing Hogan as a superstar, right? And brought him back into the WWF, which you know maybe if if Kennedy would have been more like his old man, maybe we would have been spared the 
orange goblin egomaniac i'm just talking smack now so i i think trump would have still run for president whether <laughs> hulk hogan came in or not so uh, but but you know i, I guess we've kind of talked about this before is, is Hulk Hogan became that kind of stereotypical role. And, and admittedly, I have not seen a lot of his other films besides No Holds Barred and Santa with Muscles. And I've seen bits and pieces of like Suburban Commando, but it always feels like Hogan played that same kind of role. And then it was a long time before we saw wrestlers, uh, you know, attempting to get on the big screen. But I, I, you know, obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And now John Cena, I'm going to say, is, is you know, up there. And, of course, Dave Batista. I, I feel like there's been an evolution, obviously, not only between the wrestlers who are transitioning and becoming um, actors on movies and TV shows, but I also think even the action hero itself is changing and and evolving and and you know whether it's for the better or not I guess is is up for debate but I think that John Cena has shown and and I know that you did not particularly and we'll get into the reasons in just a minute but I feel like John Cena is has become one of those guys where he can do an action film he can do a comedy now is he going to be in an Oscar winning or an Oscar nominated performance anytime soon uh, probably not but I feel like he definitely is one of those guys where I could see him being the hero like he was in the Marine. And I could see him being the funny, sarcastic, uh, you know, he was believable in both films, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Whereas I don't think you could put an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a Sylvester Stallone or a, a, a Chuck Norris into those comedy roles as easily as you've been able to do with Dwayne Johnson or or John Cena, or Dave Batista, for that matter. So tell me you haven't seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot without telling me that you haven't seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> but is... Okay, so compare that to compare that performance of, of Sylvester Stallone to John Cena's performance in this, or uh, what is it, Train train Wreck or Train Stop? Train Wreck. Uh, yeah, it's not Train Spotting, so that's a whole different movie, but Train Wreck, yeah, which I think he... Cena did a good job in Trainwreck because it's a small part. It's a smaller role. You know, it's not like um, the Marine or Vacation Friends or even playing with fire where he's the main character and he's got to carry the film. I think, you know, I, I think Cena has the range to actually do some, uh, do solid films and it'll be if he can choose the, the right scripts and and do the right projects and and you know i think that's what batista has done well is he he plays to the strengths of who batista is yeah um um and so i think and i think cena um needs to maybe you know i like i don't know what type of projects he's being offered i don't know what what his agents are are steering him towards to um but it's it's kind of like i look at, at steve austin and, you know, I think Austin could have been a probably a bigger film star than he is because a lot of the stuff that he chose was like straight to video action films. Yeah. And I want to see Steve Austin do more comedy. You know, I think he proved in WWE he has the comedic chops yeah. and could do it. And I don't know why he didn't do more of that. And that's, you know, you look at Dwayne Johnson, 
he started out doing action films and then he moved into some comedy and now he, he can, you know, straddle that line between a, you know, movie like San Andreas or Rampage as well as I can't think of the last comedy film that he did, but he, I guess, Fast and Furious 9, 8, whichever, <laughs> seven, whichever one he was in. Um, but yeah, I think Cena just needs to fi- figure out what he wants to be. And I think, you know, with Vacation Friends, you know, when I started watching it, I joked to you that WWE was not going to promote this film. Right. Because it's not the John Cena that no. people tune in to Monday Night Raw to see. It, yeah, it's a definitely a much, um, you know, I think that John Cena, the person, is a pretty, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's the make-a-wish guy. And I think that part of that is yeah. the WWE machine creating that persona. But I also, I felt like the character in the movie was probably John Cena, the person and the wrestler amped up, you know, like they talk yeah. about turning up the volume on, on a person's personality to make them a better superstar. Uh, you know, this guy was loud and obnoxious and, uh, you know, obviously some of the things that happened were unbelievable, you know, you, but you watch a film or at least I do without the, it is an escape from reality and, and, you know, whether or not you believed all the things that were happening or, or whatever. To me, it, it was, it was entertaining. It was an hour and 45 minutes of, you know, escaping the real world, so to speak. And just, uh, just having fun for me watching this and, and seeing, you know, John Cena, um, uh, kind of step out of, because like I said, I hadn't seen the other films that he's done. I know he's been a little, uh, quote unquote raunchy. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, the character in this film was definitely not the guy that you would see on Monday or Friday nights on, on WWE programming to say the least. Yeah. I don't know if you still have it in the, my one, two, three cents prize vault, but the WWE put out a DVD uh, in the early two thousands called before they were stars. Mm -hmm. And I think they did two of them. And one of them features John Cena. And it's like when he was, I mean, when it came out, it was probably like right when he was starting his Doctor of Thugonomics character. Mm-hmm. So it was very early into his WWE career. But it showed a lot of like home footage of him just, you know, being home. And, and that's where you see, I think, more the persona, like you're saying, that is probably more the vacation friends side of Cena than the mm-hmm. hustle, loyalty, respect John Cena, where it's him, you know, uh, walking around and a thong just because he's trying to get a reaction from people, you know, mm-hmm. it's him just goofing off and, and whatnot. But I, and I thought, I mean, he did fine as an actor in vacation friends. My problem with vacation friends is it's just not my type of film. It's I, the raunch is just there to be raunch. You know, it's not, uh, you can do the same story and, not go so low brow and, and not really miss much. Yeah. You know, and I, before we started recording, cause I watched this with my wife, uh, o- over the weekend. And I, I said, you know, what did, what did you think of, of vacation friends? And she kind of made a face. Um, and then she goes, you know, it was fine. I, she liked it, but she called it quote, dumb humor, which it totally is. Yeah. I, I totally agree right. with that. But, and to your point, you know, 
I don't mind the ranch. I, you know, I probably use the F-bomb more than I should. And, you know, I probably curse uh, a lot more than I should. And uh, so that kind of stuff doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Um, But yeah, I could see where, where it's definitely not a family film. It's, it is a rated R. Um, And, you know, there are uh, some things that are said that are, you know, pretty raunchy, like you said, Chad. So, uh, but again, it it didn't bother me. Um, Is this going to win any kind of awards or anything other than maybe some, some negativity awards, some raspberries, if you will? Uh, probably, but I, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. It it was a, a an escape for forty five or an hour and forty five minutes, and I, you know, I was afraid at one point when I saw an hour and forty five minutes. You know, to me, I think the sweet spot for a film is right at that ninety minute mark. Um, so I was a little concerned that this was going to drag or or you know not go anywhere, and I didn't. I never felt that with this. I I did feel like it paced and it timed out well. Um, and you know, again, the, the, the situations that, that were presented, you, you're, you as the viewer, at least I was kind of, okay, we're going in one direction here and and you think it's going to happen. And then Cena's character, Ron always had some kind of plausible explanation then that made sense that, okay, we're all conditioned, I think, to go into the negative direction, whereas then it's kind of twisted around and, and, and he and his wife in the movie are, are kind of um, taking us then in a different direction and on a different ride. But I, I don't know how you felt. But again, I agree with you. It, it, is, it is definitely that dumb humor um, and, and probably could have lost some of the, uh, some of the over-the-top um, jokes and whatnot. Well, to me, one of the biggest problems, I think, uh, I'm going to bring in a, a another pseudo, I guess, not as raunchy, but definitely had its moments. Um, have you seen the movie Son-in-Law? The classic Polish chore, awesome. I, I saw that in the theater, yes. Okay, okay. Me too. We'll be talking about it hopefully in the next few months on the Out of Touchstone podcast, because I believe it was a Hollywood Pictures release. Okay. But that is a movie that I find like the first, and let's say it's an hour and 40 minutes just for sake of argument. I find the first like 85 minutes to be hysterical and then it gets really serious mm-hmm. and brings everything home. And I felt the same way with Vacation Friends. Like it's very raunchy. It's very just out there. And then in the last 15 minutes, it tries to bring things together yeah. and, and have you know the emotional impact. And I'm like, the difference is son-in-law is just the characters are more aren't as detestable i guess you will whereas vacation friends john cena's character and his wife and even lil rel and his wife i'm just like i don't care about these people like i i i you know kind of like the character that lil rel plays i would not want to be next to the john cena character for more than two minutes in real life like he's just it was too much i think for me to really kind of get behind and that's where you know take away even the raunchiness of the film i just found the character to be unbearing to mm-hmm. not want to be like he should have been a character that comes in for 10 minutes as a side plot and then it's gone but when you're talking about that character for the full film 
that's where I, I, I think that's probably my biggest problem with the film overall. It's the characters are just unlikable. Yeah, I mean, John they, Cena's they character... try to make them likable at the very end. Right. I mean, to me, John Cena, yeah, he was kind of that, uh, you know, would have reminded me of the uh, over-the-top frat guy or, you know, high school yeah. football captain that was kind of a douchebag, uh, peaked yeah. in high school kind of, of character. Yeah, I could see that. I could understand where you would find that character annoying. Now, would you... Let's take John Cena and Lil Rel and recast them. Who who else in Hollywood could you have seen playing those roles that maybe, you know, was it the, the actors involved or was it the characters? I mean, could, could this movie have been saved with different people playing those two lead roles? Um, I think... I think you can have those characters as they are written. And this is where I think, you know, the, the skill of an actor comes into play. I think someone like Cena is going to play it more over the top than, you know, and I'm drawing a blank on who would make a good, um, a good replacement. But I think if you bring it in and kind of tone it, tone the character down a bit, just personality wise, then, you probably have something there and, and the, you know, and then you need chemistry between your two main characters and not that Lil Rel and, uh, and Cena didn't have chemistry, but I think depending on if Cena's character would have been toned down a little bit better, I think it would have made, because I think as an, as an audience, you're, you're supposed to like The way Cena's character is so over the top, you relate to Lil Rel being like, oh my gosh, get this guy away from me. You know, I can't stand him. But then again, when it comes to that climax of emotional change, where he, all of a sudden he's like, oh, he is good. Oh, he yeah. was a friend. And you're like, no, he's still a jerk for everything that he did. Like, just because he did this one thing. Right. You're, you're not going to be like, oh, yes, let's go have these people in our lives. No, I... And so that's where... I, I think, and I don't know who directed this film. I'm going to look it up real quick just to see what else they have done because that's, you know, the role of a of a director is to bring out, you know, to put it into uh, wrestling terms, you know, a good booker can hide the flaws and actually ac- uh, accent the positives and a good um, director can make a... Uh, an actor take him aside and be like, "Look, you're you're being a little too over the top." And yeah, mm. and this is the first film that this director mm. um, played Tarver in no relation to Michael um, <laughs> did. Um, he, the only other things he did a video short and he did two episodes of Upright Citizens Brigade, Brigade, which is sketch comedy, and an episode of Silicon Valley, which actually a pretty decent show if you um, haven't watched it, but. But yeah, he, he looks more like a commercial director. Um, so so I think that's also a bit of where you can lay a little bit of the blame is maybe he was in a little over his head or just didn't. Again, who knows why he? What, maybe he thought Cena was doing a good job. Yeah. So it's a difference of a difference of opinion. So I think that um, I could have seen, and and, and the care and the Marcus character, some of his mannerisms and the the tone of his voice and some of his inflections reminded me of Kevin Hart. So I thought, you know, this could have been a, another, 
you know, I, I feel like Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart have kind of become, they have chemistry and they've done several yeah. films together now. I could have almost seen this being, but then I, I don't know if it becomes kind of like Chris Farley and David Spade were doing some stuff together back back in the day. So wow. does it become too much, uh, you know, Gene Wilder and, and, and um, uh, Richard Cryer too, you know, those kinds of, of buddy films, I, sometimes I think, do they star too many times together and then it gets lost in translation? You know, do, do we, are we then relying on them to be the characters that they were in, in the previous film? And a lot of times, you know, and, and obviously Spade and Farley didn't have a whole lot uh, to do together, but they, the ones that they did, it it didn't feel like it was much of a deviation from their original characters from the the first film they did together. So I don't know if 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 uh, if if Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart would have worked in these roles or not. But you know, I thought that I definitely thought that that could have been um, something that would have been fun as well, and and still kind of keeping that wrestler part of it in it as well. Yeah. Now, do you now, who th- would you have cast with Dave Bautista if you put him in the role? Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's a good one too. I don't maybe in you know again. I I'm just I'm just falling back on it because it's you know I'm falling into those comfortable movie partners. Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. I you know I could see him yeah. be. I I think Chris Pratt has you know the ability to do the. Well, obviously from Parks and Rec, so I mean he's got the yeah. ability to do the comedy side of things too. Do you think, you know, we were talking about Hulk Hogan earlier in, in the movies that he has done, and then obviously you know Dwayne Johnson has evolved, and and John Cena is is getting out there as well. Do you think breaking away from that quote unquote WWE produced film, you know, a WWE production, helps these guys? gain a little bit more legitimacy from all of Hollywood? Uh, definitely because I, uh, because I, WWE still has a stigma amongst people just in terms of wrestling. Yeah. And then when you say WWE films, it's going to, you know, people that don't know. And, and I mean, any given WWE's track record, it's, Probably like twenty five percent actual good films versus seventy five percent mindless. Yeah. Well, seventy five percent the Marine series, right. um, <laughs> and that's where you know I'll, I'll you know change it and ask you this: the newest season, season season twenty of or thirty or fifty of Dancing with the Stars is launching in a couple weeks. Yeah, and uh, Mike Mazarian is going to be on there. Mike Mazanin, Mazarian. Mike Mazanin. The Miz. Yes, The Miz. Uh, you know, is this going to be a chance for him to escape the... to show personality outside of WWE, which will maybe... Because, as, as we joke about, he's done 78 Marine films mm-hmm. and he's done a couple of other Christmas films for WWE. Those films aren't actually getting him much recognition outside of the WWE universe. Um, to use their terminology, you know, it's, he's, I don't think he'll be taken serious as a potential, you know, even guest star, you know, like when psych was on and, you know, you had Cena and Mickey James and big show and these people guesting on it. 
I don't think Miz will ever break out of being a WWE performer and I'm mm. quoting as, as sure. Not that he's not a WWE performer. Right. That's what people are going to see him as. They're not going to see him as an actor. Yeah. They're going to see him as a wrestler who is just in this production. Um, so I definitely think going back to your point, like the fact that rock Cena, Batista have all broken away from WWE films and are getting legitimate studio productions. Uh, and that, you know, going back to Austin, he did a lot of direct to video, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was also in Grown Ups too. Yeah, and I think he did a good job in Grown Ups too, and that's where I want to see him do more comedy because I, again, I think he's he could do it believably. Yeah, but as long as he kept doing, um, you know, smaller films, then he's he's not going to get, you know, he's not going to become Dwayne Johnson. And you know, I, I mean, it surprised me that Dwayne Johnson has become Dwayne Johnson yeah. to the point uh, that he is. But he, I mean, there's no denying that he has the charisma and, and the work ethic to make it work. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I definitely think that, you know, I, I'm curious. I don't know what project Cena has coming up. I, well, I know he was just in the suicide squad, which is out, um, or was on HBO Max and is still in theaters, and they're doing a TV show for HBO Max based on his character from that movie. Mm. And now uh, he's just getting ready to go start another film, um, which I don't remember the name of. But I, I think if he continues down the path that he is going, again, I don't see him doing anything. You know, he's not going to be winning an Oscar anytime soon, yeah, unless he shocks everybody. But I think he has a chance to make a solid film career you know plus he's got all of his endorsements oh yeah you know pistachio and um whatever i think he's doing insurance or shampoo or something i don't there's some other commercial that i saw him in recently but yeah that he does the hefty spots too Um, yeah so but yeah as far as the miz you know that's a good point um I've not seen any of his stuff, and I think maybe we add that to, um, you know, in December we do some Christmas-related films, and maybe we throw The Miz into that mix. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I, I know I've seen kind of the, and again, it's, rea- and here I'm using air quotes too, it's that reality TV of, of Miz and Mrs. Um, I, I feel like he's kind of over the top on that and, and not, you know, I don't necessarily think that's the real Mike Mizanin, obviously. Um, right. So it, it's hard to say what he's going to do outside of WWE. I know, you know, Chris Jericho did a season of Dancing with the Stars. And I think that Chris Jericho is one of those guys that has the charisma. But I think sometimes the look gets caught up in that too. Whereas John Cena... Dwayne Johnson, Dave Batista, they're all kind of clean cut and they're you know they're big buff dudes as well. So obviously putting them in those action films first helped them. You know, I don't see Chris Jericho as an action hero and I think Chris Jericho wants to be a rock and roll guy and, and you know he's done that with Fozzie yeah. and and but I I don't with the Miz I I guess the jury is still out now. I'll wait and see but I I think that he definitely has the charisma and and the personality, not obviously on the level of a Cena or a, a Dwayne Johnson, but I've met Mike Mizanin in, in person and, and interviewed him before, and I thought he was a, a, a really uh, gracious guy. And this was 11 years ago, and I know that he has become kind of that guy that they, WWE has gone to to be that mouthpiece, to be that kind of 
spokesperson that shows up at the Today Show or uh, Good Morning America or whatever the case may be. So I think that there's potential there. I, I don't know. But I kind of wanted to transition to and, and ask you about this because, you know, obviously back in the day, Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Roddy Piper, these are all WWF guys that are are getting roles in films. I think Terry Funk, even after he left the WWF, took a little bit of a break and, and did some some Hollywood films too. I'm not saying that WWF has... Roadhouse, come yeah, on. I'm not saying that the WWF created all these movie stars, but... On the other channel, you know, Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, you know, 85 to 90, you know, what, whatever the, the case may be. I don't remember any of those guys making that transition. And I know Vince McMahon had a different vision for his company with the marketing and, and what he was doing versus the real wrestling that we were seeing over with JCP. Could that have ever been a possibility, do you think? Would Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair or Magnum TA, you know... Could those guys, they had the charisma, you know, on TV, but could they have, have transitioned and, and become uh, actors uh, in Hollywood, do you think? Well, we've discussed, you know, off air about if we could find copies of it, wanting to do a review of Learning the Ropes, mm-hmm. yeah. which had, you know, Jim Crockett talent on the episodes. It was a short-lived TV series that I don't, I, I think... It was like 10, 15 years after it aired before I'd even heard about it. And mm-hmm. I I don't know how that one stuck by me. But, you know, and, and just real quick, going back to WWF wrestlers, want to throw in Big John Studd and Harley Davidson and the Marlboro, Mar- Marlboro Man as well. Um, I don't know if he did anything else besides that. but I think um, he was in Mickey and Maude. What's that? I Mickey think he Maude? was in Mickey and Maude, the Dustin Hoffman, or not Dustin Hoffman, um, Dudley Moore film. Uh, Dudley Moore, yeah. And then King Kong Bundy did um, Moving with Richard Pryor. <laughs> That's right. Married with Children. Yes. And now I'm just going to randomly Tourette my way through every act <laughs> wrestler that's been in movies. But no, I think, to your point, I think Vince McMahon wanted, I mean, that's one of his criticisms from fans is that, you know, as well as Vince McMahon says, we're not a wrestling company. We're, a, you know, we make movies, pal. Yeah. And so... Other promotions that like Jim Crockett probably just wanted to be a wrestling promotion. Vern Gagne wanted to be a wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised, you know, I'm, I know there has to be a film that Ric Flair was in. Like somebody had to give him a role and something because he just, again, like you said, he's got the personality, but does that personality translate into a actual state, you know, because Yes, Ric Flair, the wrestler, is not Richard Flair, the person. Right. But he is, um, you know, but but he is, he, you know, it's a thing that we've talked about before, where when you see a wrestler on TV, even though they're not themselves, they are themselves. It's a weird, and that's why yeah. people think, like, John Cena is John Cena, you get in WWE, you know, in WWE, even though, yes, that is part of him, but there's also the other part that is the more raunchy yeah. uh, side, probably in real in real life. Um, yeah, yeah, it is shocking. Look, looking up Ric Flair's IMDb page, the only thing that I see is an episode, the episode of Baywatch that tied in with... Oh, yeah. Uh, the WCW, uh, the Bash at the Beach or something, yeah. right? So who do you uh, think... Do you think... Um, 
you know, from from 30 plus years ago to modern day, will we see anyone from AEW? Let's take out the former WWE guys because I know Dean Ambrose or or John Moxley did Marine movie. Uh, and no, he did. Uh, uh, wasn't Marine? It was. I thought it was. I saw it in the theater, but I can't remember. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know he's in a movie, but no, he. Because it was a third, twelve rounds. He did twelve rounds, three. So shouldn't that have been thirty-six rounds? Six rounds. Thirty-six rounds. Yeah. Um, but you know, and obviously, Big Show, and, and you know, we've seen those guys in in films. But do you think any of the, uh, and I, I don't want to use the word homegrown talent from AEW, but some of those original guys, can, can you see anybody? Uh, and, and I say guys, but guys or gals, can you see any of them uh, kind of standing out? And and you know, I know Cody was doing uh, some TV with. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg and Shaq and, and whatnot. But do you see any of those guys kind of breaking out? And, and you know, I know a lot of times, as you mentioned, the AWA and, and Jim Crockett Promotions, you know, they were wrestling companies. And I think AEW is kind of building itself on that reputation too. However, there are, you know, entertainment spots and things that, you know, you probably typically weren't going to see 30 years ago happening. So where who do you see on that roster, if anyone, that, kind of makes that transition and crosses into Hollywood. Well, you took what you said, take away ex-WWE stars, because my first thought was going to be Cody, because, you know, he's done, I think, a few episodes of Arrow, and, you know, I think he'd be the one that if, if a production came to AEW saying, hey, we want to look for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I think he would be like, oh, yes, me, I should be there. Yeah. Um, whether or not he's a good fit or not. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I I mean... What about I'd Jack like, Perry? I mean, obviously his dad, the famous yeah. Luke Perry from 90210 fame, did he do any acting before he got involved in, in wrestling? Do you know? Not, not that I'm familiar with. And, uh, you know... I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't, I would say maybe if someone came and offered him, he might, but I don't, I think because he went into wrestling, that would show me that that was more his focus, not mm-hmm. acting. So you, you would have thought that, you know, if he wanted to do acting, that he could have, he would have had a door in there, yeah. Could have got him some help and, and, you know, pull a few strings, but, um, and, you know, his promos have not been the, um, the most, let's say, he's done a wrestler that you look forward to his promos. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. But again, that's a difference between that and actually saying a line that someone has written for you. Right. So, um, but I'm just looking up his, uh, no, he has no, uh, apparently he was a, production assistant on once upon a time in hollywood so oh wow hey yay for him but yeah there's no nothing else um and it also says he's five foot ten i don't believe that um because i i don't know i know his dad was only like five foot seven when he walked past me at a comic con i was very shocked at, that i was standing head and shoulders above him wasn't luchasaurus in jurassic park though <laughs> you know the jurassic world three why not cast <laughs> there you go yeah 
you do it. But no, I, you know, I, I think AEW has talent that like, could conceivably trans cross crossover. Don't ask me to name anybody because again, it's going to come up with what product, sure, you know what or what production you're doing, right, and making sure you get the right fit. Um, you know, I I could see Lucha Brothers and Machete Three, Machete in Space. <laughs> um, I could see FTR in a throwback. You know, and I think they're doing the new Expendables movie. I could see them being in that. Um, just based on persona, now I'm just making stuff up. I really don't have any clues. Yeah, and I, and I guess the, the uh, point you know, is too. I can the, see Kenny Omega in a frat boy douche comedy, so maybe he could. I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, and here. that's not the. I guess their their objective, if you will. They're they're again gonna focus more, I think, on on the product in the ring and 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 not. Necessary, you know, if the opportunities come, I think they're going to take them. Obviously, because why wouldn't you? But you know, and I don't want to veer way off the path here. But let's kind of circle it back. And and yeah. it's been a while since we've done a movie mania. And quite honestly, I, I I'm trying to remember the tiers of 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 how we ranked them. It was uh, enhancement talent, main event, main or you know the main event is is the top uh, mid card match or enhancement match. Uh, where do you rank this, or do you even rank it uh, in our scale of three? Uh, I put this in dark match tryouts before the crowd even shows up to the arena. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> brutal, brutal. I'm going to put it uh, mid-card and, and might even throw it as an upper mid-card, even though that's not uh, part of the ranking system. I enjoyed it. it you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's a... It's, uh, uh, a fun, mindless hour and 45 minutes that, uh, you know, I did not finish the movie saying, Jesus, I just lost an hour and 45 minutes of my life. Whereas, Chad, I think you had to watch it in installments to get through the yes. whole thing, right? Uh, had you not said that we were going to do it for this podcast, I wouldn't even have finished the movie. <laughs> Which, and I was like, okay, that's cool, because I had a couple of other people I sent a snap to saying I was watching it, and they had said that they loved it and that they would, uh, you know, that they enjoyed watching it. So I'm like, but I, I wanted a different perspective and a different point of view on it. So I'm glad that, that you shared your thoughts and, and your one, two, three cents on it because, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of films that we'll get to in, in future episodes that I may enjoy that you won't or vice versa or, you know, some of these TV series as well. So I, I'm looking well, forward to doing more. Yeah, and you know my philosophy in life in general is, if we just sat here and and agreed on everything all the time, it would be a really boring podcast. Right. Right. Because you know we, there'd be no conversation. You'd just be like, "Oh, this was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. It's awesome." You know, or "This sucks. Sucks. Sucks." Uh, so yeah, as long as we can voice our differences in a hopefully. Uh, constructive mannerism you know to say like i I was afraid hopefully you know i don't think i was as bad as i was anticipating coming on here right man this movie is terrible um but but yeah i just there are things in the and again i i have no doubt that some people will watch this and really enjoy it for me it's just not my style of film like i i'm not a fan of low brow humor to the, to the extent of what this movie is, you know, right. like, um, and I don't know if that's just 
getting, you know, if I'd seen this 20 years ago, I probably would have laughed my ass off because who I was in my 20s. Right. Different than who I am now. But sure. Yeah, I just, to me, this was just like the cheap, you know, in wrestling, we talk about cheap heat. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the cheapest form of, you know, oh, look, John Cena saying, you doing cocaine and yelling F-bombs every five words. That's so shocking and so hilarious. I'm like, but what are you doing with the story itself? And right. Yeah. No, I get it. I agree. And, you know, it is good to have different perspectives and different points of view and different opinions. Because, I, you know, I think a lot of times we get on here and, and we have a lot of the same thoughts because we grew up in the same era of wrestling and, and got into it at the same time. And so when we talk about the nostalgia in the, in the good old days, uh, you know, I think that we are in sync a lot of the time. But, uh, you know, again, we can agree to disagree and and still be friends and still have our little banter back and forth on Twitter and, and nobody gets uh, upset about it. So uh, anything you want to plug or promote before we wrap up this week's episode? Uh, normally I would promote my podcast, but, uh, you know, we've been on a bit of a hiatus due to uh, the summer of 2021 um, telling 2020 to hold its beer, yeah. if you will, in, in internet speak. Um Hopefully those shows will be coming back. The Out of Touchstone podcast that I do, that is, I think we'll have a new episode coming out very soon. Uh, that was put on hold again due to um, just uh, life getting in the way, as I say. But uh, yeah, that show will be going on. We're we're like right in the middle of 1993 in, in the history of Touchstone Pictures. So some, some heavy films that in that year, but that's good. Um, what can I say? Uh, Trying to think of something cool to promote. I, I have nothing. There's, you know, I'll, I'll promote Wrestling Pro Wrestling just because they're back running monthly shows and um, I, it's, it's getting weirder and weirder. But if you have not seen the last show, uh, Summer Summer Squash 2 Out of Our Gourds, it's available on YouTube. Um, gentleman Jervis Cottonbelly's brother, Purvis, was unfortunately killed by. George Washington Carver's monster at the previous show. So they have his remembrance ceremony and um, Charles Ray performs a nice song um, and that whole segment. Yeah, you can watch that, but, and a good match between Megary Gregory Sharp and Fidel Bravo and, you know, former uh, guest on the show, Darwin Finch, he has had a change in attitude. And so now I call him Darlu's because he's not a winner anymore. So, well, there you have it. That's all I got. All right, Wrestling Pro Wrestling. And again, uh, Stride Pro Wrestling Aftermath will be on YouTube very soon. Check out strideprowrestling.com for those details and upcoming events. ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents. Get your My123Cents and Stride Pro Wrestling swag. And if you shop on Collar and Elbow, use the promo code My123Cents to save 10% on your order. Friends, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.